0: Welcome to New Hope Underground. Uh, We are in the series right now where we are studying uh, Summer on the Mount. We're looking at the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, I'm sitting before this incredible board that I'm trying to figure out how it works. Darren is not with us today, so we're trying to figure out all this technology as we get into this message, but we want to jump right in. I have a guest with me, none other than Andy Norin from Cowden. Hello, you guys didn't scare me off last month when yes. we were talking about anger. So so we're bringing him back, and uh, we're looking forward to looking into this passage, and we're going to read it, and we're going to jump right in. So here we go, Matthew 7, 1 through 6. Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you used, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay a no pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, "Let me get the speck out of your eye" when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. That's a a strong ending, you know. Uh, Andy, looking at this, what what's some of the first things that pop out to you?
1: I just, you know, remember when you're a new Christian or when you were a kid Mm -hmm. and you were like, I'm gonna read the Bible and you jump into it and you see a verse like this and you're like, logs in my eye. Can you imagine that? Like, I don't know about you, but like splinter, sometimes they give me the heebie jeebies, you know, when you're little, like there's nothing worse than a splinter. You don't want anybody to take it out. And you're like, um, just interesting looking at that. Um, oh yeah. Seven, um, chapter seven here. This is the non-Christian's favorite Bible verse, right? Like, you hear this one a lot, don't this, you? and I'm talking about this on Sunday. This is probably the most quoted verse. <laughs> I mean, it beats John 3.16. I think oh, right. yeah. They couldn't tell you it was Matthew 7, but no, they could but quote they it know. verbatim.
0: You're judging me! You no, know, the Bible says, don't judge. Yeah, yes, that's true.
1: Um, I think for me, one of the biggest things I look through here, of course, knowing that you hear this a lot, um, you know, the Bible, it's about context. Um what are we looking at here? Um, for me, I I like the verse five where it says, um, you know, obviously we don't want to be hypocrites. We hear that a lot. Um, but it says you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye." So that's something I kind of want to circle back to because, um, this verse gets slung a lot of different ways. I'm looking forward to seeing how you parse through it this weekend.
0: Well, it's, it's kind of interesting and I, I don't have this in the message on Sunday, uh, but are used on Sunday, but I think, um, He's not saying don't mess with that speck. You know, so often it's like, hey, forget the speck of sawdust, you know, uh, but he's saying, you know, move forward, deal with your plank. And, And I never thought about this, too, but, you know, I've been sawing a lot of walnut lately, and I'm having to hang over my big table saw, and I get some sawdust in my eye, but boy, if I got a big splinter out, that would that would be a mess. You know, that's what, you know, you lose your eyesight when you do that. But, but um, yeah, I, but, but I think, I think that's a big thing. God wants us to move into a position where we can safely help someone with some sawdust.
1: Well, you know, and even just thinking about woodworking, uh, doing a little bit here and there myself, when you get something in your eye, I don't know about you, but I, I stop everything. Like I'm not trying to do something like a pirate, you know, I'm not, no. I, I want that out. Um, yeah. And so, it, always interesting to see um, how Jesus sets those sort of things up because we know he does that intentionally. So, how have you,
0: Andy's a school teacher, I, I want to say, how have you ever played this, see this play out among students, or do you see this among that younger generation or in your life? How has this kind of played out?
1: You know, we see, um, you know, the standards we have for people. I think we talked about it when we, we mentioned the anger series in, in week three. Um, you know, we have different standards kind of for people. Um, you know, sometimes um, the tolerance we have for other people mm-hmm. is not the tolerance we have for ourselves. It's, you know, rules for thee and not for me. And I, I think when somebody calls us on that, we, we clearly see that and we go, oh yeah, you're right. But a lot of times um, we don't know why people do the things we do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think about driving, right? Like driving isn't, you know, it's a big deal, but it's not a big deal. And people get heated, and maybe they should get heated, but it is life and death, right? And sometimes yeah. you'll see people, and they'll zoom right by you, and it's like, wow, that person's in a hurry. But I've seen times where, like, I was in a hurry. We had to get to the hospital, or we were late for an appointment that seemed important at the time. And, like, I'm zooming by people, and uh, you know, I'm a pretty slow driver usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a simple thing like that of... What are your motives? We don't know what people's motives are. Because when yeah. I'm in a hurry, I'm not stopping to say, got to go
0: as I yeah. pass. I'm just going. There's this statistic out there, which I think is really interesting. And I don't know this, the number of it, but it's like it's approaching 80% of people think they are a better driver. 80% think I'm a better driver than... Than most Oh, I'm in that 80%. Oh, yeah. For we for all sure. think, hey, I'm a better driver. And it's interesting sometimes maybe when our wife kind of judges our driving and we want to jump. Well, let me talk about your driving, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we have this thing going where my wife always says I talk with my foot, you know, and nice. so I, I have to put it in cruise control because somehow uh-huh. I do that. But she she does the the stop and sling like when she 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 goes up pretty quick before she hits that. And, you know, but I can't really. Approach her about that, you know, but uh, but that type of stuff goes on. You had mentioned we were talking about this judging, uh, you know, sometimes as a judge or being the the judgee or the well, I don't know what you that that's not a word, but you're the object of the one being judged. Yeah, and you'd mentioned we talked just a few minutes before we we started about sometimes even judging ourselves, how yeah. that can become very toxic.
1: Yeah, um, you know, one of the things about freedom in Christ is. You know, I, one of the things we mentioned before is, is talking about judging others. You know, as, as Christians, we want to be really careful about this. We want to really make sure, um, you know, I think about Christianity, I, I want the folks to be on what Jesus has done, not what I'm doing, not what other, other people are doing. You know, when Jesus redeems us, we all have a past, and we don't need to be at a certain place for him to save us. And then we, we work on our own journey, but there's also, you know, judgment between Christians and other Christians. We see this between denominations and stuff, but, but also in, in people's personal lives, um, you know, Tyler talked about anxiety last week. And sometimes we bring that shame on ourselves, trying to live up to other people. Or sometimes we, we do kind of go into that flesh and, and we do make some mistakes and, and we don't want to tell people because we feel ashamed. We're judging ourselves. We, we think maybe we're the only ones going through this sort of stuff. and, and we can spiral into a bad way without some people right along next to us. So, uh, for me, thinking about judging, yes, I, I don't want to judge people that are non Christians. I don't want to judge fellow Christians. I know this is a very human thing we're going to do that, but I also want to, you know, I want to have high standards for myself, but I want to be able to to move forward instead of staying mm-hmm. in that shame when we do something wrong.
0: Yeah, and I think judging when we judge ourselves, we can put ourselves a label on ourselves and just kind of. Uh, abdicate at life and sometimes we have been judged and sometimes people you know and sometimes it's out of pride to kind of put you in your yeah. place and it's like okay I, i'm a nobody i can't go anywhere i'm a failure i'm making so many mistakes why try and we just like you know i'm just a loser and i'm i'm, I'm you know we get labeled into something I think that's a hard thing and I think in parenting we've got to watch that that you know the, our kids have so many issues going on I mm-hmm. mean it's like uh one reference I've made is like sometimes we get into judging we become that referee and it's like you know just the obnoxious sometimes we're not allowed to play the game and I think that's a big frustration sometimes with the referee that he needs to be there he needs to blow that whistle but when he's blowing that whistle at every single infraction, it's kind of like you know <laughs> yeah. watching fourth and fifth graders play basketball and if you're blowing the whistle like double dribble double dribble double yes, dribble, you know you that whistle tired. it's just gonna be it's gonna be a, a melody that never stops an irritating melody and uh sometimes with kids it's like uh uh you've got to pick those right things because the truth this is the big truth that i that that's brought out as i look in this it says do not judge but um but it's talking about a way of judging, verse 2, for the same way. There's a wrong way to judge that is critical, labeling damaging, but it's interesting. Before this chapter ends, Jesus talks about that we need to judge Mm -hmm. false prophets and bad fruit and stuff like that. Paul talks uh, rebukes the church for not judging things within, but going out and letting the world judge it. And so there's a wrong way to judge that we need to stay away from that's hypocritical, that's out of pride, that's very damaging. But there's a right way of judging that you do out of love, that, hey, I'm going to come alongside you, you know, and like, hey, let me let me help you through this because I've been there and I have failed so bad. Mm-hmm. And and this is one little trick I learned. And let, is it okay if I share that with you? You know, and, and uh, uh, I think there's a right way and a wrong way because, you know, when we come across like, with that whistle blowing it loudly, you know, it's very irritating. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that's one thing the
1: enemy does, the accusing part. You know, that's it. if there's a way in there to accuse, then, you you know, you want to you feel like you're worthy to do certain things. And, and one of the verses that stuck out to me is in Isaiah uh, 64, 6, you know, all of our righteousness. You know, when we think about judging people, we're really taking our standard and imposing it on somebody else. I think we talked about this during the anger week. You know, we're taking our way of doing things unfairly maybe, Onto someone else, But when we look at the standard, we're setting and holding people to let's hold that standard to the person we should hold that to, which is Jesus. And then we start to look and go, yeah, that's yeah. Not, not as good as I thought it yeah. was, you know. It's, and so I, I definitely think the condemnation part uh, is what he's talking about here. But we still need to be discerning. But that's much harder to do. Right. It's easier just to blame people and to judge them, because if we discern that somebody needs some help, then we have to take some action.
0: Yeah. And yeah. That, that requires some effort we'd you know the it ends with the dogs and the and and the uh the pigs you know it's just uh, and and the thing about dogs back then they're not like we look they didn't you know dogs back then were not pets you know they were you know that's a concept that's you know we spend billions of dollars in subcultures dogs are, are food their delicacy, you know, but, uh, but here, you know, there's, I, I I think this emphasis is a lot toward dealing even with unbelievers outside the church. And I think this is where, you know, and they get really upset when the church comes out blowing the whistle a whistle at every infraction. And, and, uh, and sometimes I, I think we've got to watch, you know, sometimes in our extended families or among unbelievers that were so quick, you know, family gatherings to, you know, bring out that that whistle and, and just totally irritate people. And um, and I think there's some bad results that happen. I, I agree with that completely. You know, I
1: try to, you know, in this world, it's hard because sometimes we look at things and we go, oh, my goodness. But if you don't know Christ, mm-hmm. what do you expect? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, we're dealing with culturally, which shifts every so often of what is right and what is wrong and people just moving with that what do we expect people to do? They're out there just yeah. kind of stumbling around blind. And so uh, even today um, had someone share a bit of advice they got from their, their father and, and, they, and I wrote it down um, and it said, don't be known by what you're against, but be known by who you're for. Yeah. And so keeping that focus on Jesus, because um, if there is somebody that can judge Tim, yeah. but we see so often through the gospels, the people he could be judging, He's given a hand to them, yeah. trying to help them along, yeah.
0: And and I think that's that's uh, the whole these passages in the Sermon on the Mount. I see the driving feature, you know, because we can't meet the law. We can't even meet Jesus's qualifications. He said, don't even be angry, don't even lust, uh, don't even be anxious or worry. But uh, the 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 driving thing, this entire thing, is that love walk, where all of a sudden you you lay self down. And you begin to see people through the, the love of the Father. And uh, I've been blessed so much when I'm struggling around and, you know, someone could probably fire me because I'm so incompetent. But you, you love those bosses or those individuals that might be in a place of authority and say, hey, let me slow down with you because I was there. I remember I struggled with that portion of the job or doing that, but let me come alongside you and let me show you. And let and just they, they take that time with you to help you work through it versus saying, hey, you dummy, you're no good at this. And, you know, I'm so much better than, you know, just, you know, hey, let me show because I struggled when I did that. And I think that's the the power even a, <clears throat> even in parenting it's not like hey you're a stupid kid no i was a kid too and and through those eyes that yeah that was a hard thing for me let me tell you about some of my failures and and it's it's amazing how when we raise our kids or or and not make fun not belittle but come alongside that's where we start getting that plank out of our eye cuz we re, we remember And we're a part of it. Yeah. And I know you
1: and I have talked about this before, but the idea of, you know, as someone who has young children right now, raising them up to say, Hey, you're going to be a better man than me. Mm -hmm. That's so important because I think a lot of times we compare ourselves to other people and we look and say, well, you know, Johnny there at work, he's a five, I'm a six, I'm automatically better than him. You know what I mean? It's like, what if God wants you, you know, let's be who God wants us to be. And it's really hard. And so, um, and you know, when I think about this, when it comes to judging, I think sometimes we do accuse ourselves and we do fall off the wagon. I mean, we're human, but there's a lot of areas, you know, you talked about, you know, whether it's parenting, whether it's at work, whether it's family, whether it's you know, people in your church, I, I would hope that if you, you know, you're listening to this or, or whatever, that there's some areas where you feel like you're better that than others, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we're failing across the board, then we really, we really need to work on that because uh, we don't want to be angry all the time. We don't want to yeah. be judging people all the time. Um, You know, if you're hard on yourself, you know, I know some people that they would get the shirt off their back, but they're so hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, um, God, there's probably some victories where we, we can see ourselves having success in this area in some places, but in other areas looking to try to do a better job.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the interesting features here is that so often where we judge is what we're actually doing. You know, that's what's so remarkable about this. You know, while we're yelling at that person for being a crazy driver, we're pointing out, uh, we run over a kid on the bicycle. <laughs> you're oh, like, man. hey, you need to pay attention. You Use you, your blinker. You're an idiot of a driver. And we're focused on them and we run over some kid on a bicycle. I was like, uh, we might not be the best driver after all. You but, know, and,
1: and these things escalate when we do that, right? Like how many times have you seen this cycle of, you know, anger where, you know, Van. I don't like the way you do this. And you're like, well, let me get my Bible out. Well, I'm sure I can find something. It wouldn't be hard. Oh Right yeah. now you're coming back at me. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, that's not going to win anyone to Christ. I mean, it's certainly not going to build us up.
0: And I think that's the viciousness that comes back on us when we start judging. I, I don't know why. It seems like last week I saw a couple videos of uh, of pigs and people, you know, and I'm thinking, I didn't know a pig can get so violent. You know, it's was like, that pig's going to kill that person, you know? And, and they have a lot of, when they come after you and that, that's sometimes you release them when you come and just hammer someone and you blow that whistle one too many times in their ear. And and that, that might be why some refs have to be escorted off the court, (laughs) you know, and I love refs, you know, let me, I've got a good friend that's refs. I got to watch it. But sometimes, you know, you can, you can really irritate people and sometimes we are better at irritating people away from Christ than loving them to Christ. I, I
1: agree, so. and we feel like we're in a spot where we can do that. But
0: you know, even just
1: the referee situation, it's harder and harder to find refs. You know, oh. if you guys have been to a game, anybody listening to this, the refs are getting older. Yeah, and uh, people don't want to do those sort of things, and so you know, judging is something we feel we're justified in doing. Yeah, um, and that's just not the way as Christians. It's it's meant to be, um. You know, Van, I don't know if you have anything you've been thinking about for this, but I just know somebody might be listening to this and they're saying, well, you're saying we're not supposed to judge at all. Um, but what about the things that God tells us to care about? Where's the line between judging and, and taking that speck out of our brother's eye? Like, do we need to, you know, because he says, you know, first take the log out of your own eye. I think that's just being humble and saying, hey, I, I need you, Jesus, to take care of this situation or this situation. Um, but what about people? Because people wield the ability to judge. Mm-hmm. You know, in some Christian circles like like they're doing God's work for them. What what do we say to those sort of people? I mean, do you have any thoughts on that on top of your head?
0: Well, I think um I, I think there's an element of pride. When you look at a judge, it's a very elevated position where you're up and you've got, you know, you got your minions of the court that can haul people off yeah. and you're, you're complete control. And, uh, uh, and it's a, whoa, it's a big position because you can run a, a bad or false judge or a overbearing judge can run a community. Or a judge can help a community. And I think I think we gotta look through the eyes of Jesus and, and some of the areas that I think we're most effective in is judging is where we approach it from man, I've been there and I've done it and mm-hmm. I've failed miserably. Our hurts, our greatest pains that we come alongside in love and say, Hey man, I, I judge you need help in this area. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't want to come across like a know it all. Cause I, I can't tell you how much I failed, but you know, right now I see you're a parent and you're struggling. And let me tell you, I failed so much. And I just want to give you some hope because you know, the, the days get bleak and you think, am I going to make it or, you know, <laughs> or me and my strong child even going to survive you know and I just I just want to give you some hope and 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 if, if you wouldn't mind I'll, I'll just give you some counsel let me let me just share one thing that worked and and uh because I love you versus like hey you're doing it wrong the bible says this and if you do this this will work uh there's there's just difference in day and I think our approach you know, we need to see through the eyes of Christ. And that means sometimes getting, I, I think that plank is ourself. When we're doing it to like elevate ourselves, like I'm smarter than they are. Let me put the spotlight on you. That's the, the plank is really self. We've got to take ourself out of the equation and let Jesus be there. I, I've never really read that out of these verses.
1: So I, I'm thankful that you're sharing. And you know, when we talk about the log in your eye, that could be the situation we see victory in. And now I go to someone else, and you got a little bit of speck, and it's maybe the same situation. And now I am speaking truth, maybe catching you a little earlier, maybe you know yeah. helping you with something similar. And, and you know, we, we how many times have we seen somebody have a real passion for a certain ministry that God has delivered them from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got to get that log out of our own eye. Yeah, uh, it yeah. helps us get other people. You
0: know. Well, I guess we probably need to start winding this down. I, I need to start looking over here and finding that music that's supposed <laughs> to. Uh, play at the end, but man, me and Andy, we've, we've enjoyed this time just sharing and uh, just encourage you just to press into Jesus and, uh, you know, put on those, you know, you know, pull out self and, you know, kind of look through the eyes of Jesus and, uh, and just, I believe God will minister to you on this passage.
1: I agree with that. All right. Have a good week.